Is it best to skip or eat breakfast? <laughs> I'm Joy, the Detox Coach, and that's one of the questions I'll be answering today. I want to start by letting you know what my definition of a detox is. It is a specified period of time where you release or purge what's weakening the body and you rebuild with what is strengthening the body and mind, okay? Let me say that again. It is a specified period of time where you release or purge what's weakening the body and mind and you rebuild or add what is building or strengthening the body and mind. So this is a process that we must cultivate and do on a regular basis intermittently. And the reason why is now more than ever, we are inundated with toxins through food, through the environment, even through the air you breathe. We have stressful lifestyles. I shouldn't say we, I take myself out of the equation. I don't have a stressful anything, but most people have a stressful lifestyle. As a matter of fact, most people are in a perpetual state of stress and don't even know it. Could you imagine that? Like, just imagine having a major issue in your life that's affecting your mental and physical and emotional well-being, but it is going on every day and you're not doing anything about it. Well, that's most people. And so uh, you have to take this time to add what needs to be added and subtract what needs to be subtracted from your life. It's not going to do it on its own. And there's no big company or corporation or organization that's going to persuade you to do it because they actually make the most money by dissuading you to do it, by letting you know that you are uh, not powerful and taking away your ability to see how much you can do to actually, how can I say this? I guess I want to say how much you can actually do not only to transform your life, but to even recreate your life. So let's say that you have been programmed for years and so you feel like you just have these bad habits and you feel like you have these addictions or you feel like you have this sick or diseased body. Okay, all right, that is a result of your past choices. So with that being the case, it's empowering for you to know that you can recreate your circumstances and your life so that it actually delivers what you want it to deliver for you. Okay, so I think that that's one of the biggest things that they've done an excellent job doing is just taking away your knowledge and awareness of your power. Okay, so that's what I do. I help you to, number one, recognize what your power and potential is and then give you the tools and resources so that you can not only take your power back, but start to see results in your life immediately. Like a lot of these things that we're doing, a lot of these habits, you know, I have a book called Supercharger Superhuman, 12 Holistic Daily Habits for Ultimate High Potential. And what's interesting about that is like all these habits that we can put into place, what I love about it more than anything is that it allows us to like see results very quickly. Cause that's another lie that you've been told as a matter of fact, that things take long, okay? And that's demotivating, that's discouraging when you believe that the things you want, the results you want are going to take a long time. It actually makes you not even wanna put forth the effort to create that in your life. So I'm here to uh, debunk that myth 
That is a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. As a matter of fact, guys, I think that every year I feel like there's a direction in my life that I'm really, really honing in on. And I believe 2022 for me has been debunking the lies and I only want to unveil the truth. Let me say that again. I'm debunking the lies and I only want to live in truth. And I'm here to tell you that what you think is truth in most cases is not truth. So let's go ahead and answer that first question. This is already going to start off debunking a lie. The first question was, is it best to skip or eat breakfast? That question came in from North Carolina. If you'd like to uh, me to answer a question for you, go ahead and text that question to me at 747-777-6304 and just text me the question and where it's coming in from. And you never know, I might be answering your question relatively soon on this radio show. So the answer to that question on is it better to uh, eat or skip breakfast is very easy, okay? I'll give you a statistic and the statistic will basically answer the question, okay? The statistic is that 80% of overweight people skip breakfast. 80% of thin people eat breakfast. Mike freaking dropped. There's nothing else to talk about with that, okay? There's nothing else to talk about that. The only exception, the only exception is if you're on a detox or a fast, okay? Otherwise, your lifestyle habit should include breakfast. Remember what food is. Food is fuel. So if you're starting your day with high amounts of phytonutrients, antioxidants, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, then you are starting your day off with premium fuel. And I don't know why this is so confusing to people. Like you would not go anywhere without going to the gas station to fill up and give your car the fuel it needs to get where it needs to go efficiently. Okay, it's so simple when it comes to your car, but you have all these different viewpoints (laughs) when it comes to food and it's not simple. Quit complicating things, quit overcomplicating things. Know that most of the time when it deals with nature, when it deals with what's optimal, simplicity is always best. So stop overcomplicating things. Let's go ahead and move on to the second question. Do we create our own reality? Do we create our own reality? That question came in from Detroit, Michigan. All right, so if you don't create your reality, who creates it? Do you believe your reality is pre-planned? Do you believe that you wake up every day and every single day is already mapped out and all you're doing is being like a robot and just following into the steps of some pre-planned design? Or do you believe that you wake up every single day with the ability and the authority to create the day you wish to proceed in? Um, I do a, um, at my seminars, I talk about 
the um, I, I talk about three things that's important for people to know. Three, three things that's very, very important for people to know. And one of the things in one of those things is the fact that you want to wake up and holistically design your day. Okay, so most people don't holistically design their day. So what's the difference? Well, most people design their day the traditional way. The traditional way is you may have a Franklin Covey calendar. And so on your calendar, you have these time slots and you put things on the calendar in those time slots based on what you call your schedule. However, if you look at a traditional calendar and what you have on there to do, most of the things you have down deal with what you need to do for other people, okay? You need to go to a meeting. You need to meet with someone. You need to go to your child's school and talk to the counselor. You need to go and meet someone for an an appointment that deals with a photo shoot that you want to have for your family. You want to go and you have to meet with someone because they're going to talk to you about future financial planning. And so you're going to these different places and it is someone else that you're going to meet up with. And so usually, since you have that appointment to go meet up with them, you have an appointment to go meet them, most of the time you honor it. And the reason you honor it is because you're like, this is this person's time and value, so I want to honor their time and value by being at this appointment, being on time, you may set an alert on your phone because you have things written down that you have to go and meet with someone. And you don't wanna forget. However, that's a traditional way to set your calendar. When you holistically design your day, what you put on your calendar is different. You can still have those traditional appointments. That's fine. You can still have a to-do list. That's fine. However, when you, when you design it holistically, the biggest difference is you have things written down that include what you plan to do what you plan to do for you, your appointment with yourself, your appointment for your self-care routine, your appointment to do your journaling or your nature therapy or your fitness or your meals or your supplements or your intention design. So all of these things are appointments with yourself so that you can design the day the way you want it to go. And usually it's filled with things, when you, when you have it down to holistically, it's filled with things that can build you up. What did I start this show off with? Saying what the definition, my definition of a detox is. There are certain things you have to release and subtract. There are certain things you have to add to rebuild. So when you have these rebuilding practices, some will be intermittent and just specifically for a detox time period, and some of them will be some of your lifestyle habits. But either way, those habits, those appointments that you have with yourself usually are building you up. It's usually making you feel good. It's usually making your body look good. It's usually infusing you with energy. 
It's usually making you feel connected with earth or making you feel connected with God. So the point is, um, you know how earlier I just mentioned that most people are stressed. They're living a life inundated with stress. And the only reason why they don't call it out or call it for what it is, is because of the fact that because it happens on a daily, they're just used to it. So the red flags are gone. The sirens are gone. So what do I mean by the sirens are gone? Well, when you first start doing something that stresses you out, there's a siren. There's a loud siren. And you can have some, you'll have some type of symptom that's unpleasant that lets you know that that's damaging, that that hurts you, that that weakens you in some way. So a few examples of that is the first time you like gorge out on sweets, you don't feel good. Your stomach may hurt. You may get a headache afterwards. You may feel like you have to throw up. Like it just doesn't feel good. It just may make you feel like you're stuffed and you have this, you're you're bloated afterwards. So it gives you some type of sign, a symptom, a warning, a siren. It could be the same with the first time you, uh, let's say you're in a relationship and that other person gives you some type of sign, symptom, warning that they're not the one and you feel it. You can, you feel that discomfort, but you just ignore it. So what happens is when you start to ignore these sirens or signs over and over and over and over and over again, eventually what happens is you don't notice the siren anymore. You don't notice it. So that's when you just start settling and accepting it as a part of your reality. That's why a lot of people accept stress as a part of their reality because they don't notice the siren anymore that tells them that they're stressed. And they think it's natural or they think that that's just the way it is. There's some people who think it's natural to have a headache every day. (laughs) That's not natural. That is 100% unnatural to walk around and have a headache every day. A headache is just a sign. It's a sign that something else is going on and you want to get down to the the bottom of what caused it. But the, the headache in and of itself is a sign. Pain. There's some people that wake up with pain every single day. That's not normal. It's not normal to wake up and be in pain every single day. And and I'm telling you what I know. People get to the point where they just accept this stuff as a part of their natural reality. And they don't do anything to change it. Or they just try to uh, put a bandaid on it and suppress it as much as possible. So that's why you have some people who may take aspirin or Advil or Tylenol on a regular basis. And that's just normal. They're like, oh my, I left my Tylenol at home or something. Like they keep it in their car. They keep it in their purse. Like literally allowing it to be a part of their daily routine to take this crap. Unbelievable to me. All right. So let's move on. Thank you for that question. I'm going to answer a random question. I like to have one like random fun question of the day. So my random question today is, do you feel older or younger than your age? I want you guys to take a second and think about that. Answer it for yourself. Do you feel older or younger than your age? You tell me. And I'll tell you that for me, I feel younger than my age and I would not accept any other possibility. Like I would not accept any other possibility as my truth. As a matter of fact, 
<laughs> one of the things that make me cringe out of my skin is when I hear people over a certain age, sometimes it's over 30, sometimes it's over 40, sometimes it's over 50, just different ages that say, oh, I feel so old or, oh, I'm getting old because what you're doing, oh gosh, do I really want to go deep with this? All right, I'll, I'll break it down like this. What you're doing is you are putting your limiting belief, because it's not a law. Remember, I always say, ask yourself, is it a lie or a law? It's not a law that you have to start to feel old, okay? That's not a law. There are plenty of people who feel and look way younger than their age. So therefore, it's not a law that as soon as you hit a certain age, you have to start feeling it. And so... But what happens is there's 7.8 billion people on planet Earth. And so when you have a bunch of people who all feel the same way, they actually are doing, creating what's called collective consciousness. And when they create collective consciousness, it's not a real law, but they actually do create a false law for people. So now it, it can affect, if I didn't know about that, if I didn't know about that false law that they were creating, it could affect me just because it is collectively agreed upon. So it could affect me. And now all of a sudden I hit a certain age and I start feeling that. And I'm like, oh, people are right. Oh, people told me this would happen. Oh, now I see what my grandma meant by this. Now I see what my mom meant by this. This is so true. And now not only am I claiming that to be a part of my reality, but now I am seeing the proof that it is my reality. Which again, goes back to that previous question on do we create our reality? Yes, <laughs> positively or negatively. So keep that in mind, positively or negatively, you are creating your world. And so when you have a collective, when you have the collective consciousness that's all in agreement on a limiting belief or a negative toxic belief, and you take your individual consciousness and you align it with that negative belief, then that's just more power for you creating really what you don't want. Who wants to feel old for their age? Who wants to look older than their age? So that means you're making a law for yourself that you didn't have to do and you don't even want it anyway, but you did not know that there was another alternative, okay? You did not know. There are some people who think that once they are over 40 that they are going to have to wear glasses that their eyesight will diminish and that there's, that's just, there's nothing you can do about it. It's a law and that's not true. There's plenty of people over 40 who do not wear glasses and they don't need prescri prescription glasses. So I always question everything. That's my philosophy. Question every freaking thing. Question everything. Question, is it a lie or is it a law? Gosh, that's actually one of the best things that I like uh, that my husband and I do for one another if we are wondering about something before we go all deep into analyzing it. We first start off with the question, is that a lie or a law? Because if it's a lie, we don't need to go deep into, into analyzing it. All we have to do is say, do we want to accept that or not? If the answer is no, then we have to reject that previous limiting belief. We have to release that previous limiting belief and we have to make sure that we now create our new belief and act on our new belief. Acting on our new belief. Acting on our new belief. Acting as what you believe to be true. 
that it's true and you're acting as if it's true. And you're not settling for anything less. You will not accept anything other than what you desire to create. So you're creating all the time. Look and take a pen and take a paper and write down things that you have created from your excuses, your doubts, your fears, your limiting beliefs. And then on the other side of the paper, write down things that you've created out of love, out of excitement, out of passion, out of joy, out of determination. And and you'll see a pattern. You'll see that you've been creating, that those things that you thought you would fail at, you did fail at them, but you thought that you would first. That those things you created that you are happy with your choice and you are so glad you made that choice, you'll see that you created it and you love it and it was you had the ability to actually accomplish it and do it, go for it and see for yourself. Prove it to yourself. So that leads me to the last question of the day. Is forgiveness overrated? That question is coming in from Texas. Is forgiveness overrated? Actually, I think forgiveness is underrated. I think forgiveness is underrated. And the reason I believe forgiveness is underrated is because the ramifications of holding on to unforgiveness are so grand and they run so deep and can run for so long and can be so detrimental on your health your mental state, your behaviors, your relationship, like the, the, the effect of unforgiveness is so vast that I feel unforgiveness is underrated. And one thing that helped me with unforgiveness is once I realized, once I found out that unforgiveness or that, there, that forgiveness is a law, Forgive, there's a, it's called the law of forgiveness. And so when you are unforgiving, you're actually violating a law. So once I found that out, it actually was a mic drop moment for me because I was like, whoa, at first I thought it was just one of those things that you did just because people would say it's the right thing to do. Or they would try to tell you you'd feel a little bit better if you forgave. Or when you were a kid and your parents say, okay, forgive your brother, give him a hug. And so I thought it was like, I I just didn't think it was as deep as it really truly is. Like when you are violating a law, oh my goodness, you have some big cojones if you violate a law and you knowingly violate a law because you wouldn't do it with the law of gravity. You would not jump off of a building and, and violate the law of gravity and not expect major consequences. So why would you violate the law of forgiveness? You cannot do it. You cannot do that. And it hurts you. So you have to let it go. You have to learn how to let it go. And um, I actually have a, te- I have a technique that helps, helps you to let it go. I have it in two places. I have it in my book, Supercharger Superhuman. And I have it on the R3 Method app in a program called the Four Day Self-Doubt Detox Challenge. Those are the two places where I uh, walk you through the forgiveness Uh, technique that I have that helps you to forgive the hardest situation. Okay. 
I don't care what the situation is. You do this little very, very brief but powerful exercise and you'd be, you'll be able to forgive anybody. And remember, forgiveness doesn't mean you have to reconcile a relationship, but it does mean that uh, you set yourself free in the biggest way. So with that being the case, I'm actually going to allow that to lead me into the last thing that I like to do at the end of every one of these shows, which is offer a prayer of salvation to everyone listening under the sound of my voice. And let me just tell you why I always invite people to Christ at the end of each one of these. Number one, I first got it in my heart to do this um, at the end of each and every fitness boot camp that we used to put on. Um, starting, I think originally we started almost two years, uh, uh, 20 years ago, almost two decades ago. Jeez, wow. Um, but anyway, at the end of each and every one, it was put on my heart at the very beginning to offer a prayer of salvation for the people in attendance there. And mo- it was well received by most people. Yes, I did have a few people, a handful of people who frowned upon it and didn't like it, but I don't give two rats butts because if something is on my heart to do, I'm going to do it. Again, what did I say? I'm all about me immersing myself in truth. And if it feels true to my heart, if it feels like I've been intuitively led to do something, then how dare I not do it? Like I believe that that it's for someone, that there's a reward for me, there's a reward for the person who uh, hears it and actually does it. So here's the, the prayer of salvation. Here's what it means. It means that when you repeat this after me, you will be inviting Christ into your heart, okay? And you will start a new life that's truly fulfilled where you're not having to do life by yourself. I don't see how people do life by themselves. It, that seems so arduous to me and it's so unnecessary because this is a gift. You, it doesn't cost you anything except Christ into your heart. It's a gift. It's free, but it can change your life. So If that's something you want, all you have to do is repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you from the depths of my heart, realizing I have sinned. I repent for my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith. You as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen. If you repeated that after me, let me be the first one to welcome you to the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom business. Uh, so the kingdom business is, is different. It's different. It has a different set of rules and um, and they're beautiful. And you don't have to be limited to a lot of the limitations that we've been told is the complete story of our lives. No, the story of our life, a lot of it is fabricated. A lot of it is an illusion. And so I want the real, I want the truth. I want to live in the truth. I want to walk in the truth. I want to create in the truth. And as a matter of fact, I want to make up for what I may have missed out on. 
when I didn't get it, when I didn't understand it, when I didn't receive it. So I invite you to do the same thing. Today is a brand new day. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's live this thing called life. Let's express what we want to express fully, not holding back in any way, shape or form. Let's be the best version of ourselves that we can be. How about that? How about that? Catch me every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, live. You can catch me live or you can catch the recording on any other places that you listen to your podcast or audio, internet audio radio shows. So until next time, R34 Live. Bye.